0: Love him. He's so faithful, just week after week after week after week. I'm not sure if he's had a week off in about two years. We have offered it to him. He actually just loves to do it. So thank you, Samuel. Um, so, Samuel and I were having a chat this morning, and he, he, we were saying, Isn't it a sad day? Isn't Good Friday supposed to be a sad day because it's the day that Jesus died? We were just chatting and I said, there is mourning in it, but it's only because of his death that it's actually able to be called Good Friday because so much good came from Jesus' death on that cross, amen? So Good Friday. Are all our kids back? Great. Great. There is some colouring in stuff out the front if you want to grab it while I share this morning. Just get yourselves comfortable. So Good Friday is all about the truth that Jesus has put to death. Yeah, He has put to death anything that could hinder us, limit us, discourage us, pull us down, rob us of our faith... Good Friday is a reminder that Jesus has put to death any possible obstacle that could ever stand in our way. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Anything that could stop us from having a loving, intimate, life-giving, joy-filling, peace-filled life and relationship with Jesus, he's put all of that to death anything that could actually prevent us or hinder us from living the life that he's actually called us to live, he has put all of that stuff to death. There is actually nothing that can stand in our way. He has put to death addictions and bad habits that we can struggle with. He has put to death shame that we can carry. He has put to death anything that would discourage, hinder, limit, ...or pull us down or entice us into things that aren't from God. Amen. Yeah. He put to death absolutely everything so we could live a limitless life. Yeah. Limitless. Limitless. Yeah. Not a limited life. Not a forever struggling life. Not a continually heartbreaking life. Not an overwhelmed or a pain-filled life, but a limitless life. Unlimited, yeah? Unlimited, no limitations, nothing keeping us down. We might get knocked down, but it doesn't keep us down, yeah? That's what he died for, that we could get right back up in Jesus' name. Nothing that gets us caught up in a mindset that tells us, you know what, you're defeated, just give up. Just give up. You're defeated. This thing, it's already got you. It's already conquered you. Just give up. All the things that tell us you're not good enough. Yeah? You're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. You know, you don't have all those talents and skills and abilities to live the life that he's called you to live. Or the battle that you're facing is too big for you and too big for God. Lies, lies, (laughs) lies, they're all lies, yeah? They're just lies from the enemy trying to distract us from the truth of the victory we actually have because Jesus chose to die upon this cross. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Wow. So Jesus' plan is for us to overflow with abundance. Jesus' plan is for you to overflow and overflow and overflow. His plan that you is that you would no longer lack, that there would only be abundance, amen? Jesus put to death anything that we would struggle with, yeah? Jesus put to death anything that could be a hardship or that would threaten to rob us of the gift of faith that we actually have, anything that would even diminish our faith or the greatness or the hugeness of who it is that God actually is in our lives, yeah? Jesus put all that to death on this cross. That's a pretty powerful cross, isn't it? That's a really powerful cross. This is a life-changing cross. This is a victorious cross. This is a I'm-never-going-to-be-the-same-again cross. Amen? This cross is super powerful. So I want to declare this morning, yeah, can we make some declarations? Because I think we need to make a few, don't we? Because let's be real, we all struggle, we all do it tough... We all face things that come against us, that discourage us, that pull us down, that can make us feel totally terrible, that, you know, we, we all struggle. That's life. That's actually being real. We all go through trial and tribulation. None of us are immune to that. Life is not just cruisy <laughs> all the time for anyone but you know what? It's dead. Yeah, I want to declare that this morning over your struggle. That you that Jesus has put it to death. The struggle that you're facing, the challenge that is in your life, it no longer has power or authority over you. Did you know that's actually a truth? It doesn't have power and it doesn't have authority over you, over shame that you're feeling. Or regret that you may have been carrying for a really long time. Or a relationship that went wrong. Or a place that you found yourself in life that you think this really isn't where I wanted to be, yeah? Or a habit that you've picked up and you're just carrying shame because of that. Or something that's even happened to you through no fault of your own... But because of that, you're allowing this heaviness of shame to rest upon you. Jesus has put all of that to death. Shame, habit, heartache, yeah, he put it to death on the cross. It is not yours. It is not yours to carry. It is not yours to own. And it is not yours to attach itself to you, yeah? In Jesus' name, John 8.36 says, So if the Son sets you free, come on, we all know this scripture, you will be free indeed. It does not say you'll be free for a little bit. It does not say you'll be free this week, but next week you're going to get bound up again. It does not say you'll be free for a month, but then you're going to pick that thing back up and pick it back up and pick it up. It just says who the sun sets free is free indeed. So that means you're free because I don't know about you, but God, to me, God's not a liar. He's a truth teller, yeah? He is the Prince of Peace and he speaks truth that sets us free and empowers us to be all that he's created us to be. So if he says you're free, you're free. Even if that thing is trying to tell you that you're not free, you're free in Jesus' name. Even if it's going, I've got you, I've still got you, you can't beat this, Jesus says you're free. Amen? Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon. Come on, no weapon. What is a weapon? Something that comes against us, something that wants to take us down, something that wants to take us out of the race, yeah, that wants to hurt us or harm us or discourage us. It says no weapon against you, okay? So come on, that's you. Yeah, it's me, but it's you. It's a word for you. It's a word for your life. No weapon formed against you. Yeah, against you will prevail. What does that mean? It can't beat you. It can't defeat you. It can't conquer you. It cannot get the better of you because Jesus put it to death. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. So that voice that comes and tells you you're not good enough or you can't do this, Jesus refutes every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Come on. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against you can prevail yeah you're the victor did you know that because sometimes we can walk around like we're the victim yeah <laughs> I'm sure I've been guilty of it you know when I had COVID couldn't get out of bed for five days I must admit though even in the midst of that I just had the worship music playing over me I pressed right in but I'm sure there was some victim oh my gosh I feel so terrible. I feel so sick. Andrew, Andrew, make me some soup. Andrew, give me some tea. You know, we can be like, oh, my gosh, life is so hard. There is so much stuff that's just coming my way. Oh, my gosh, the struggle, you know. Sometimes we can walk around like the victim, but God says you're the victor, yeah. God declares that you're the victor. So let's not have it let's not have a victim mentality. Let's have a victor mentality because that's who we are, yeah? There is nothing more powerful in heaven or on earth than the name of Jesus. Yeah? Can I say that again? There is nothing more powerful in heaven or on earth than the name of Jesus, yeah? So Jesus makes you the victor, not your skill, not your ability, not how well you're doing. Jesus, yeah? Jesus is powerful and Jesus is in us. Matthew twenty eight, eighteen says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority, listen to this, because we all love Jesus, yeah? We all believe in Jesus. And if you don't, well, that's okay. You can come and see us after the service and we'll get that right for you. But it says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has has been given to me. Yeah? So you know who has authority over your challenge? Do you know who has authority over that thing that you're battling with? Do you know who has authority over those emotions that you're feeling or what's happening in your body? Jesus, yeah? Jesus has the authority. He is all-powerful. He is almighty and he brings the victory. God changes hearts. He changes lives, yeah? He fulfills our destiny. Jesus holds the ultimate power, yeah? Yeah? I want to declare that because sometimes we forget it. Jesus holds the ultimate victory. He holds your hand, your life. He gives you the grace that you need, the power that you need, the breakthrough, the forgiveness, whatever it is that you're looking for, the encouragement that you need, and he holds it all in the palm of his hand, reaching it out to you. So good, isn't he? So glad that I don't have to live this defeated life. I'm so glad that when the hard stuff comes against me, then I can actually declare that I'm a victor, that it doesn't have to get the better of me, that it doesn't have to do a number on me, that even though I fall down, that I can get right back up and press into the one who's victorious. Romans 8.37 says, No, in all these things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So what are we? What are you? So are you a victim? Is this thing going to beat you? No, so who are you? Conquerors. We're conquerors. That's awesome. We've won the battle. Yeah? Yeah? 1 Corinthians 15:15 15, 15, but thanks be to God he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ the victory is ours the victory is yours so when we stand in Jesus when we stand in his death and his resurrection we stand in victory we live in victory you know the devil he wants to shame us He wants to discourage us. He wants to isolate us. He does everything he possibly can to keep us from the truth of actually realising that we're victorious. So he will do anything he can to get in your head, to discourage you, to pull you down, to distract you away from the truth that in Jesus you're actually victorious, yeah? He loves to tell you that the things that you're facing are too big. He loves for you to get overwhelmed, yeah, or to feel overwhelmed. He loves to tell you that this battle is like too hard, too big. It's just way beyond you. But the truth is nothing is beyond Jesus. Nothing is beyond this cross. Nothing is beyond the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing is beyond this grave where Jesus buried anything and everything that could ever possibly hold you back. There's nothing holding you back, amen? So what does the word death actually mean? It's not like a pretty word, is it? But it can be a really powerful word if we get a revelation of it. So I want you to think about, a struggle that you're having right now. Or I want you to think about just a challenge that you're facing or just an area of your life that it's just a bit tough or a place within yourself that you're just not feeling great about. And I actually want to share with you what the word death means. Okay? It means no longer alive. Yeah? So that thing that's challenging you, it's no longer alive. It's completely, absolutely, totally and utterly dead. Yeah, that thing that you think is going to defeat you. It's lacking power to move, feel or respond. It's extinguished. Come on, he's extinguished that. It's lacking power effect. It's no longer having interest, relevance or significance over your life. It is obsolete and it is extinct, yeah? Wow, never again can that thing touch you. Never again can that thing destroy you. Never again can that thing have power over you. That's pretty cool, isn't it, yeah? You know, when someone dies, they're no longer present on earth, are they? Um, they're no longer with us. We don't get to see them. We don't get to spend time with them. We don't have to get meals or coffees or great conversations. And that can be really heartbreaking, you know. For most of us, we've lost someone that's really valuable and precious to us. But it doesn't matter what we do, we're not getting them back. Not until we meet them in the heavenlies, yeah. You know, I lost my dad a few years ago, and, um, and I can't connect with him anymore. We can't have our weekly or our bi-weekly conversations um, because he lived in Queensland. And when we chatted, I loved and I was kind of frustrated with the conversations at the same time because my dad loved to talk about the weather. You know, My dad would give you a 10 to 15-minute analysis of the weather for the day, for the week <laughs> um, Every conversation revolved around the weather. God bless him. I loved him so much. He was just brought up in a generation where I don't think he knew how to have a genuine, real, vulnerable conversation with you. And he had had a really hard life. So that was kind of just his safe space. So he loved to talk about the weather. And he loved to repeat himself a lot. He would say the same thing over and over And over again, and my kids are like, yeah, she does that. Yeah, oh my gosh, she does that so much. So my friends that know me, if I repeat myself, I got it from my dad because I do tend to have a habit of doing that, okay? Yes, Andrew's saying yes. (laughs) Although I have to say that repeating the word of God over and over And over again is never a bad thing. And repeating that thing is dead over and over and over again is a good thing in Jesus' name. So I want you to bring to mind that thing that's stealing your peace right now or that thing that's just causing you to feel shame or that's causing you to lose hope. And lose joy, or just to doubt who it is that God has called you to be, because we've all been there, yeah? That thing that causes you to stress and worry and make you think that God's not big enough to handle it, I want you to just say to yourself, you're dead, yeah? You're dead. You're dead, yeah? It's dead, it's crucified, it's buried. It's got no power over you any longer. It has no authority over you any longer in Jesus' name. And I want you to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it every day, every day until you start to get a revelation that Jesus has put that thing to death. Yeah? Yeah? And you just keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it and I don't care how long it takes, the revelation will come and we will realise that Jesus has put that thing to death till it sinks into our heart and our spirit and we realise that it no longer has any power of us, yeah? The truth of God is that it's dead. Anything else is just a lie from the pit of hell. So we should extend our arms. I loved your message last week, Pastor Andrew. I was watching from home and you spoke about, you know, praise and praise and praise and the need to praise in the trial and praise in the struggle and praise in the tribulation. And, you know, because our victory is in the praise, our victory is in the worship our victory is in pressing into the presence of God over and over and over again. Our victory is in drawing to the near and drawing close to the one that says that thing's dead. You are a victor and nothing less in Jesus name. Your victory is in declaring the promises of God over your life again and again and again. And then some more, yeah? We're Us humans, we're kind of funny people, aren't we? We're just like, we can hear a truth and we're like, wow, that's so amazing. Oh my gosh, I never got that before. And then a week later, something happens that makes us feel crappy and we just totally forget that promise that God has for us. And he wants to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it so that that's the truth we're living in, not the circumstance we're actually walking through. So, Romans 16, verse 20 says, and the peace of God, listen to this, I love this. Oh my gosh, I love this. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) And the peace of God will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. Yeah? And the wonderful favour of our Lord Jesus Christ will surround you. He will pound Satan under your feet. He pounds your struggle under your feet. He pounds your challenge under your feet. That's what he does. And then he brings wonderful favour that actually surrounds us. What an extraordinary God. That's how powerful he is. He crushes our enemies. He crushes those weapons. That come against us under our feet. Yeah, you are victorious. You are triumphant. You are conquering. You are vanquishing. You are winning. You are a champion in Jesus' name. That's who God says you are. Deuteronomy twenty verse four says, "For the Lord your God." And I love this. I think I just declare this on a daily basis over my kids and family and friends. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory, yeah? So God goes with us to fight for us to give us victory. Wow. First John 5.4 says... For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Yeah? Not is overcome by the world. Not is overcome by the things going on around us. Not is overcome by the challenges we're facing. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Wow. This is doing my faith good this morning. Is it doing your faith good this morning? Is it reminding you why they call it Good Friday? Yeah? It's called Good Friday because it's a really good day. This is a life-changing day. This is an extraordinary day. This is like let God rock your socks off. Wow, I am victorious. I am a conqueror. I am living in victory day in Jesus' name. So if our beautiful worship team want to come up, can they still come up with the things we've moved around? Is that going to be possible? Well, whoever can come up, if you can come up, that would be great. But either way, I'll just continue. Have a little sip of my water. Who's planning on eating some chocolate today? Who's planning on eating a lot of chocolate today? I have a very large limp bunny in my fridge that's calling my name. Can't wait to get into that. So, Pastor Andrew, can you bring that fire pit over, please? I shall ask someone else. Oh, okay, all right. So, if you haven't noticed, we have a fire pit here this morning. So, what I want you to do... And I need a few helpers. Look, Austin and Addie and Cooper, you're really close, so can you come here? Because you're really close, so you can help me quickly. And can you see those blank pieces of paper? I want you to go and give every single person that's in church a piece of paper, okay? Coops, every single person... And um, there are pens. So I'll put the, the pens are here. If you need a pen, come and get a pen because everybody needs a pen. If you have a pen, then you're all good to go. But there is a whole stack in here. So oh, we can pass them round, pass them round, whatever works. You, you can use your kids' colouring in pencils. Well, however it works is great. And maybe we can just sing something really softly needs to be very soft in the background, please. Thank you, Ross. (laughs) No, I'm explaining it now. So what we want everyone to do is to write down those things that you feel are killing you, killing your faith, damaging your relationship with God... Stealing your joy Robbing you of peace Or making you doubt who it is that God's called you to be We actually want you to write those things down Things that you might feel shameful about Things that you're carrying that you just know I don't need to be carrying this thing I don't need to carry this weight I don't need to carry this burden Oh, Cooper, I think Nathan needs one over there. Does anyone else need paper if you put up? Oh, and over that side, Addy, there's some more people. You put your hand up. So no one is going to see these. No one is going to see these. No, this is between you and God. So just anything that you know I don't need this thing anymore, Jesus has put this to death. This doesn't have to rob me. This doesn't have to harm me or hurt me. Like disappointment. That's a great one. Let's throw it in the fire pit. Because what we're going to do is write it down and then we're going to set the fire pit alight and we're going to burn that stuff because Jesus has burned it. Jesus says it's dead and buried. So we're going to burn it and burn it and declare that it is dead. Joylessness. Come on, yeah, we're going to burn that. Regret, we're going to burn that. Trauma, we're going to burn that in Jesus' name. Addiction, yeah, come on, Jesus has put all these things to death. Pain, self-loathing, insecurity, shame, all of that. Jesus has put all of this to death. So you can write it down. Then fold it up nice and tight because we don't need anyone to see that. And then bring it to the fire pit and we're going to set it alight. We're going to make sure it's dead, yeah? We're going to declare that it is dead. Let's put this stuff to death. If you don't have a pen, Cooper, put your hand up and Cooper will bring you one. Thank you, Cooper. Anyone else need a pen? So let's put this stuff to death. Let's burn this, yeah? Let's declare that in this finish, that the victory is ours. You can start coming up now once you've written your stuff. We're lighting this on fire. Come on, it's dead. Let's burn it. Let's burn it in Jesus' name. Do we need more matches? Is it burning? (laughs) It's burning.